just just raise your hand to the Lord and just say thank you, Lord, for me being here. You glad to be here? I'm glad to be here at Crossway Church this morning. You know, uh, Psalms uh, number 50 and 5 say, gather the people unto me, unto me around my sacrifice. And that's the only reason why we come here this morning, is to be gathered around the Lamb of God that died upon the cross for our sins. There's no other purpose that we are here. We're here for one thing, to keep learning about what he has done for us, to keep being determined to know nothing but what he done for us on that cross in his death. And like I said earlier, it's not a phrase. It becomes a reality when we know and understand all that Christ has died for us, done for us in his death on that cross. Glory to God. And I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, children's church, glory. I'm, I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified. And I want to clarify this because our focus is always the Lamb of God. And it's a reason why. You know, we know that the resurrection and we know that the exaltation and we know that the intercessory work of Christ is important. But those things is to never be our focus. Our focus is always to be the slain lamb that died for our sins, that gave us redemption and forgiveness of sin. And the reason why I'm clarifying this is because it's many churches, their focus is Pentecost. Their focus is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Their focus is Old Testament stories. Their focus is experience, telling people about experience. But our Bible tells us in numerous scriptures that but we preach Christ crucified. That's our focus. That's our answer for all things. Paul said that. He said unto the Jews a stumbling block, but unto the Greek foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Glory to God. It's not just for our salvation. It's for everything that we need from A to Z in our life. Whatever it may be, I don't have to know what it is, but you know here today what your need is. And your, in the blood of Jesus, Christ's death, your faith in that has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. And that's the reason why we preach Christ and him crucified. That's why we are determined not to know anything else because the Lamb of God, the Son of God, he is the one that keep making us determined to know nothing else. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we are very excited about that because it becomes a reality when you understand your union, not just being baptized into Christ, not just being uh, in church or in prayer meeting, but knowing and understanding that you are in Christ that you, you are in him by your co-participation in him, the co-crucifixion with him. Glory to God. And you can find that in Romans chapter 6. Know ye not that you have been baptized 
into Jesus Christ, you have been baptized into his death. Therefore, buried with him by baptism into his death. And as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we shall also walk in newness of life. Many Christians know that they are in Christ, but they don't understand their union, that co-crucifixion with him. They think that everything is all right. No, it's not automatically. We have to participate. We have to keep our faith moment by moment in the death of Jesus. Yes, in order for the Holy Spirit to do the work in our life that needs to be done. Romans 8 and 2. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And many Christians say, I know all about that. No, you, you don't. You don't know all about that. Because let me tell you something. If you're not denying yourself moment by moment, understanding that you died with him and you were buried with him and raised with him newness of life, you may be in Christ, but you're failing. You're failing without the proper understanding of who he is and what he's done for you on the cross. And you may be saved and you may be going to heaven, but without understanding your co-crucifixion with him, you're failing. Amen, Brother Hatter. Because you know why? Because he only works one way. Ephesians 4 and 5 say it's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. He is the Father of us all and through us all. He only works one way. He only has one avenue that he works. And that's our faith being in the sacrifice of Christ moment by moment. Or he's not working. I say, or he's not working. When you look at Genesis chapter 4, the story of Cain and Abel, and I don't know why the Lord got me going there, because he wants us to be refreshed in this, because we think he just worked automatically. And we know Cain offered the fruit of his hands. But Abel, he offered the fruit of the ground, the sacrifice, which was a type of Christ. And that let us know, that the Lord is only want us to be believing in one thing and what he is offering, and that is a type of the slain lamb, what Abel offered up. And that's very important, that he's only offering one thing, and that's his son and what his son did for us at the cross. Glory to God. And that makes, that just makes me, more excited to know that I can keep learning about all that he has accomplished for me in his redemption and in forgiveness of sin. Glory to God. God don't want us to be ignorant to this. He wants us to know what all he done gave us through his son in his death. Glory to God. And the only way to know that is that we got to keep hearing this truth in his righteous context. Glory to God, which we got to keep hearing it in the context of Calvary. Glory to God. Because that's the way the Holy Spirit works. That's the only way grace can keep coming to us. It's by our faith being kept in the sacrifice of Christ. And we all want grace to keep coming. But grace can't keep coming unless we keep the faith. Unless we have the right object of faith. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So if you got your Bibles, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 17, 
And we're going to read verses 1 through 5. And we're going to see the Holy Spirit speaking in the Old Testament. And he's going to go over in the New Testament. And we're going to look at Paul's writings about Abraham. How many know that the Old Testament is the New Testament revealed? Glory to God. And we're going to see the lamb. We're going to see the lamb uh, on the table. What we eat from every moment of our life, every day, every second, is what we need to be keeping our faith in. Glory to God. We just want to take our time here. Glory to God. Because we're learning how to live for God. We just don't want to be in a church, but we want to know how to live for God. How many want to know how to live for God? And there's only one way you can live for God, and that's by your faith in the kept in the depth of Jesus. You may not understand it all, but your faith is there. But let me tell you something. When your faith is there, God is working. God is working. Grace is God at work. God is working. Romans 8 and 2 and Philippians 2 and 13. For it is God that worketh in you both his will and good pleasure. It is God at work. You may not understand it. Do you have everything all together? No, we don't. But we are participating. <laughs> huh? We are striving for the faith of the gospel of Christ. That's what we are doing, Philippians said. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 is an example for us. This is the revelation that the Lord gave Abraham. Abraham. His name was Abram before it became Abraham. He said, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, 99 years, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. He said, walk before me and be thy perfect. And we know, I'm going to go ahead and read, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, For as for me, behold, look, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name anymore be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. For the father of many nations have I made you. Glory to God. And, and Abram is a type of Christ. It's a type of the believer being in Christ. It refers to us being in Christ, the believer. And we have justification by faith. The same faith that Abraham had in Genesis 15 and 6. We're going to see this, that Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. It's just like when we first got saved, we believed God. Whatever situation we was in, Romans 10 and 10 teaches that. For with the heart man believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. When we first got saved, we may not understood everything, but we came to the end of ourselves. And we realize that we was a sinner and we need a Savior. And right now that we are saved and we still need that Savior every moment of our life. Because let me tell you something. Abraham is the one that the Lord 
imputed righteousness unto him. And by that same faith that Abraham have, we have that same faith today by accepting Jesus Christ, which gives us justification by faith. And the church don't know nothing about justification by faith. By faith, And he told Abraham, you walk before me and you be that perfect. And we know in the immortal bodies as a human being that we're not perfect. Amen, Brother Hatter. We're not perfect. We don't have it all together. We ain't got all our T's crossed. We ain't got all our dots crossed. But one thing that we know, if we won't quit, the Holy Spirit won't quit. Let me tell you something. First, Second Peter Chapter 1 say, to them who have attained this like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, what you have attained is a precious faith. Glory to God. You not perfect, but your faith is when it's kept in the depth of Jesus. Glory to God. He told Abraham, you walk before me. Abraham was not perfect. The same way we are not perfect. Get that out of your mind. Glory to God. But we can be, we are made the righteousness of God. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Let me show you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 say, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we should not serve sin anymore. We should not, for he who is dead is freed from sin. You're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you something. Sin is everybody's problem. If you don't know and understand what Jesus Christ did for you, the sin nature is dominating you. It's ruling you. It's controlling you. Yes, you saved, and you in Christ, and you going to heaven. But without knowing this and participate in his death, putting your faith, understanding your union with him, your co-crucifixion with him, you will be living a defeated life without understanding this, without knowing and understanding this, that your union with him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Abraham, he told Abraham, walk before me and be thy perfect. Like I said earlier, the faith that we have retained, obtained in 2 Peter chapter 1 is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not our faith. It's his faith that we obtained when we got born again. Go with me to Romans chapter 12. Glory to God. It's his faith that we attain when we got born again. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. When you, when you got saved, you received the measure of faith. See, that was the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ when we got saved. And see, our biggest problem is self, our flesh. We love to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to be. 
I'm guilty. We, 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 we more, we love to think ourselves to be something that we're not. When the Lord tell us to think soberly and what that means righteously, glory to God, according to as God has dealt to us every measure, every man the measure of faith. How did he do that? In his death. He gave us this measure of faith. In his death, he gave us this. We have grace, grace at work, as long as we keep our faith in the death of Jesus. And he told Abraham, said, he told Abraham to walk before me and be thy perfect. He wasn't speaking of Abraham trying to be perfect in his flesh. He was speaking of that measure of faith that Abraham received when he had exercised his faith in the Redeemer. The same way that when we got born again, we received that same measure of faith that Abraham received. We have that same measure of faith right now. The faith of Jesus Christ right now. We have grace working in our life as long as our faith is kept in the sacrifice of Christ. Glory to God. Amen, Brother Hattel. We have that grace. He told Abraham, you walk before me and be thy perfect. And we know that there is therefore, Romans chapter 8, verse 1 say, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. When we got born again, there's no condemnation to us. Now, if we place our faith in something other than the cross, because the faith that we received when we got born again, it won't work in anything else. Let me come over here. I say the faith that we received when we got saved, it won't work in anything else. And when we place our faith in something other than the cross of Jesus Christ, the sin nature is being revived. Romans chapter 6. When you get time, you need to go and read that. Romans chapter 6 verse 16 say, know ye not that to whom you yield yourself to his servants or to you obey. It's a choice you have to make to walk before God in righteousness and righteous living. It's a choice you have to make. And that choice is not you doing a bunch of religious works and religious efforts. That choice is you keeping your faith. In the death of Jesus, where you were planted when you got born again. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 5. Know ye not that you've been baptized into Christ. You've been baptized into his death. Therefore, bury with him by baptism into his death. And as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we shall also walk in newness of life. This is the only way that we can walk upright before the Lord is by keeping our faith in the death of Jesus. It's nothing that we can do. We try to do a bunch of religious things. Oh, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to study my Bible more. I'm going to memorize 10 scriptures a day. Let me tell you something. We can do all of those things, and all of those things is important, and we can have our we can have all those things in our uh, routines every day. But we is to never put our faith in those things to give us victory over sin. There's only one solution 
for victory over sin. And that is us as a believer keeping our faith in the depth of Jesus where we were planted. Because that is the only place that we can have victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Understanding our co-crucifixion with him. That we died with him, we was buried with him, we was raised with him to newness of life. Understanding that the faith that we have is not our faith. It's the faith that we obtained when we got saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. When we came to the end ourselves, we, we received the measure of faith, which was the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 2 and 20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet, not I, but Christ living in me. And see, the life that I live now, I live by defect. See, you got to understand, you got to know and understand, it's defect of the Son of God that we live by, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's not our faith. In other words, it was given to us when we said yes to Jesus, when we surrendered our heart to Jesus. He gave us his faith. It's his faith. And his faith is perfect. We are not as human beings. Ain't I'm right, Brother Hathaway? We are not. We will fail right now. But when our faith is in him, he can't fail because his faith is a perfect faith. That's why it's so important that we keep hearing the gospel of Christ in his righteous context. That's why it's so important that we keep hearing about the cross, keep hearing about the message of the cross, not just the, uh, the, the slogan cross, but we need to be hearing the gospel in the context of Calvary moment by moment. Glory to God. Well, we can participate. It's not just automatic, but it's a participation because we want to have the fruit of righteousness in my life. I just don't want to be saved, but I want to have righteous fruit in my life. I want I want to be living right before the Lord. I want grace to continually flow in my life because I've been given the measure of faith that keeps grace flowing. And that is his faith, my brothers and sisters, that we receive when we got born again. I've been crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ living in me. And the life that I live now, I live by defaith. <clears throat> My brothers and sisters, it's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that we're living by. It's, it's his faith. It's not our faith. Who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the only way that we can walk before him and be thy perfect. We know in our mortal bodies, in this flesh, that we're not perfect. That's why it's a moment by moment. Job chapter 7. Verses 17 and 18, the Lord visits us every moment to see as he, as he, he's trying us every moment to see if we going to trust in him. And you ask yourself the question, and I'm guilty. Are we trusting in the Lord every moment? No, I'm not. But I'm trying. I'm participating. My faith in his death every moment. We need to because we have grace. We have the grace of God. Grace is God at work. When we keep the measure of faith, 
in the Lamb of God that were given to us when we got born again, we have grace. We have God at work in our life. Glory to God. Because it's the faith of Jesus Christ that we live by. Glory to God. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that we live by. And what get us in trouble as believers is when we go to trusting in ourselves and what we can do. Paul asked the question in, in Galatians, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or hearing of faith? We got saved by the hearing of faith. It wasn't the works of the law. It was the hearing of faith that we got saved. Go with me to Galatians. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Galatians 2. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It was the hearing of faith that we got saved. It was nothing that we could do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3. He said in the second verse, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or the hearing of faith? We got born again by the hearing of faith. It wasn't based on a whole lot of works that we're trying to do to make ourselves right with God. And we know that we can't make ourselves right with God, but we'll try. This flesh will try. I said this flesh will try. Let me come over here. If you're not, Luke 9 and 23 tell us, Jesus said, if any man going to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. If we're not denying ourselves, we can't follow Christ properly without taking up our cross. And taking up our cross is keeping our faith in the sacrifice of Christ moment by moment. And if we ain't doing that, we can't follow Christ properly without knowing and understanding this truth, the message of the cross. We cannot follow Christ properly. I'm not saying you, you're not going to lose your soul. I ain't saying you ain't going to go to heaven. But the fruit of righteousness, righteous living won't be there. Amen, Brother Hatton. I said the fruit of righteousness won't be there because your faith is not in the Lamb of God. It was when you got saved, but your faith is in you and what you're doing. That's the reason why the fruit won't be there. But you haven't received this spirit. What got you saved by the works of the law, you received this spirit by the hearing of faith. That's how we received it. We received this measure of faith by the hearing of faith. That's how we got saved. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Peter chapter 1. Glory to God. Verse 1 teaches that. We obtained this. This was given to us. And then Galatians 2 and 20 lets us know it's the faith. It was given to us when we got born again. It is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know it's the first time that some of you may done heard this. Just here for the first time. And you may done heard it, but you need to hear it again. You know the reason why we need to hear it again? 
You know the reason why we need to hear it again? Because we can't never graduate it. Because the sin nature is our problem. We are our own problem. We love to look at other people. As Christians, we love to look at other people's faults and failures. But we are our own problem. The Lord is trying to get us back to the cross. He's trying to get us back to his focus. In Revelation, uh, the church's efforts, he told all seven churches in Revelation, you need to read Revelation when you get a chance. The Lord promised to bless them who read the book of Revelation. And he's speaking to all seven churches. He tells them, I know your works. It's a reason why he was telling them that. Because they, they had left their first love. And you know what that was that we're referring to? The cross. The church, the modern church today, they left their first love. They done left the cross. They done left the message of the cross. And the Lord is trying to get the church back to Jesus Christ and him crucified. The only answer for all things, not just for salvation, for our everyday living, everything that we need. Paul said that God spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all. How should he not with him give us all things? See, in him we have all things. I don't know what your need is today. And I don't, I, I, I don't know what your need is, but God knows. But I want you to know, if your faith is in Christ and him crucified, he has already met your need. It's just up to you to keep your faith. And where he done planted you, done placed you, and that's in him. Your co-crucifixion with him and you participate in his death. It's not just automatically God going to fill my bones or fill my cup. I got to give God something, and that's my faith. Being in the sacrifice of Christ. That's the only way that I can walk before him and be that perfect. Just like Abraham was. Abraham was perfect in his faith. And you are perfect in your faith. Not in your flesh, but in your faith. We are perfect in our faith. When our faith is kept in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's his faith. His faith is a perfect faith. He can't fail. That's why we got to keep hearing the message of the cross. Because the more you hear, the more you can see. The more you can hear, the more you can receive from God. The devil don't want you to hear this message. He don't. His biggest attack on the church is to get people to believe in a lie. Baby, I'm all in. I'm all in. You, you heard that old street saying, I'm all in. I mean, I'm all in with Jesus. I'm all in. It's him or nothing. That's why we are determined. It's him or nothing. You got to be all in. You got to be sold out. Paul was sold out. That's why he was so determined. I'm using that slogan because he was all in. He had all his eggs in one basket. It was his faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because you know the reason why? Because that's the only thing that works. That's the only thing that works. Look at Genesis chapter 4 with Cain and Abel. We find that's the only thing that works. 
God ain't offering us nothing but his son. He's not offering you the purpose-driven life, the government of 12, seven-step program, alcohol anonymous. All those things sound good in the world's eyes, the worldly method. But God is only offering us one thing, and that's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, the one who gave us redemption and forgiveness of sin in his death. That's the only thing that God is offering us. And that's the only thing that God will accept. And that's the only way that we can walk before him and be not perfect is keeping our faith, the faith that we receive when we got born again. And that's the measure of faith that we receive. That faith is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. He ain't accepting nothing else. And so if he ain't accepting nothing else, I'm not letting nothing else come into my heart and in my life if it ain't Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm guarding my heart with all diligence. That's what the Bible say. We are to guard our heart with all diligence. And you know how we do that? Go with me to Hebrews 11 too. Hebrews 12 and 2, excuse me. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That's not just faith. Paul said, our faith. He's talking about Jesus Christ and him crucified. See, we got to always be trusting in that. That's what that looking means. It refers to we need to be always trusting in what he did for us on that cross. Many... Christians say, I got faith. But it's not just faith. It's the faith. When you hear him say, our and deep, he's talking about the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not just any faith. It's not just faith. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to clarify that because you got a lot, I run up on a lot of Christians, they say, I got faith. But let me tell you something, faith has to have the right object. I'm telling you. Ephesians 4 and 5 tell us it's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And that's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, all in a nutshell. That's what it is. It's not just faith. I want you to be encouraged that it has to be the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that you received when you got saved in order for it to work in your life. Amen, Brother Hatter. Amen. Amen, Brother Hatter. It's the faith that you received when you first got saved. It's the faith that's going to keep grace working in your life. I didn't come up here for no show. I come up here to teach and help you, to let you know that you have grace and grace want to keep working in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, and he only keeps working one way. And that's you understanding what he accomplished for you on that cross in his death. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Many are walking. But I just don't want to be walking and saying I'm in Christ. But I want to be walking in deep faith. The faith Abraham had. The faith that I received when I got born again. That's the faith 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be walking in that faith. That the Lord can see that faith. Glory to God. That I can have victory in my life over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Let me tell you something. There are many Christians living a life of contradiction I should have, but I didn't. A life of defeat and struggle, and you don't have to. You know the reason why? Because they reject the only avenue that saved them. And not just saved them, but give them victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And that's the message of the cross. That's what the Lord gave the Apostle Paul. You got many Christians rejected for many reasons. And the main reason is flesh, self. Self don't want to be denied. Self don't want to take up that cross. But in order to follow him, you got to take it. You got to deny yourself. That's the problem, pride. Pride with so many Christians. They can't grow. They can't get to the place where they need to be in the Lord. It's a lot of contradiction, a lot of make-believe, a lot of pretending. Let me tell you something. The Lord don't want us pretending. He tell us to contend for the faith, the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. When our faith is right, we're not pretending. We're contending for the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that we received when we got saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, look it unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And see, that's what we got to keep trusting in. When you see the word looking, that's what that means. I want to encourage you to keep looking to that cross. Not a wooden beam, not a picture of a cross, but understanding and know. Know and understand what Jesus has accomplished for you on that cross, that you may walk before him and be that perfect, not in your flesh, but in your faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know the reason why? You can be perfect in your faith because it's not your faith. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that you receive when you got born again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First John 2 and 6. He who says he abide in me. That's everyone. If you're born again, we got scripture. First John 2 and 6. This ain't no Christian book I'm reading. This is the Holy Bible I'm coming out of. 1 John 2 and 6. He who say he abide in him, that means your faith in his death. When you got saved, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. We can walk even as Jesus walked. We, we don't imitate him. We participate now. <laughs> Glory to God. We don't imitate. We don't imitate him. We get to participate. Huh? You know the reason why? Because of Calvary's cross. Because of that blood being shed on that cross. We get to participate. I want to keep participating every moment of my life. I just don't want to be in church and be in a Bible study and be in a prayer meeting. I want to keep participating. I want to keep my faith in the depth of Jesus where I will plant it in the likeness of his death that I may walk in the newness of his life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do I ever get tired of the cross? No, I don't. Because you can't graduate it. Your flesh will tell you. I'm tired of hearing about being baptized into Christ. 
and baptize into his death. That flesh will tell you, will deceive you. I'm serious. It will deceive you. It'll have you thinking you serving God and you not. I'm telling you from experience. It'll have you think you living for God and you not. You just being deceived. You deceived is you don't know that you don't know. I've been there in religion. Thought I was serving God, but being deceived. But I thank God for the message of the cross. No more, no, that they, the deception can be gone. Let me show you something. Isaiah 32 and 17, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of that righteousness is quietness and assurance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is, let me tell you something. You don't have to be in fear or nothing. Isaiah 54 and 14 say, in righteousness. When we receive that righteousness, when we got born again, you shall be established. We've been established in righteousness. Look what he say. We ain't got nothing to fear. In righteousness shall you be established. You shall be far from oppression and fear and terror. You think about all the Christians that are oppressed right now. Depressed. Not possessed, but oppressed and depressed because of the wrong object of faith. Fear. Is knocking at their door. Terror is knocking at their door. But Jesus is on the other side of that door knocking and saying, let me in. I'm serious. Let me in. I have my cross for you. Let me in. But on the other side of that door in their life is oppression, fear, and terror. You know the reason why? Because they reject the cross. But Jesus is on the other side of that door, standing and trying to get him to open that door and let him in by faith in that cross. Glory to God. Abraham said, walk before. He told Abraham, walk before me and be thy perfect in our faith. I know it sounds simple, but the gospel is simple. It's our faith. Faith is the key that locks, unlock every door in your life. Let me say it like that. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will unlock every door in your life. If depression in your life, it'll unlock it. If fear in your life, that key will Faith will unlock it. It will be gone. Let me tell you something. It will be gone. Fear will be gone. Oppression will be gone. Terror will be gone. You know, you have a lot of Christians say, I, I would do this, but let me tell you something. That but will be gone if you just trust in what he did for you. In righteousness, you shall be a step. You have already been. It's for you to participate, to embrace 
His finished work, the work of righteousness, shall be peace and quietness. It shall be, it, it is assurance. It's a sure thing. It's a sure thing what we have in the Lord. It is assurance. It is assurance, my brothers and sisters. Glory to God. Colossians 2 and 6. Hallelujah. We just so thankful for the Lord and what he's doing. The faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank the Lord. Colossians 2 and 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. And you received him when you got born again. You got everything you need. I get ready to come close. You got everything that you need when you got saved to live for God. And you know what that was? It was his faith. The measure of faith that you were given when you got born again. Don't that make sense? You got everything that you need to live for God. But you know what your flesh will tell you? No, you need something else. You don't need nothing else. You need to just sell out. You need to just give way. You need to just make a decision that this is it. The message of the cross. This is the only way. This is the only avenue that God works. Quit playing games with yourself and say, this is it. I'm going to believe it or nothing. <laughs> I told my wife, I'm all in or nothing. It works and nothing else will. Huh? I said, it works. It's the only thing that works. Psalm 33 and 4 say, for the word of the Lord is right. And all his works are done in truth. It's already done. But he's looking for you to believe in his finished work. And you can walk before him and be that perfect. As I come to a close, not in our mortal body. Don't get it twisted and don't get it bent. It's not in our mortal body. But it's in his faith that we receive when we got saved. That we can walk before him. And be thou perfect, because it's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that we receive when we got saved. You may stand to your feet.